give some amens while he preaches. Thank you, Pastor. Turn to the book of Acts, Acts chapter 17. And there's two things that happen to me when I hear a message on hell. It reminds me of my family that's lost without God. And I think about my brothers and their family and children and cousins and nieces and nephews that are going to hell without God. And it burdens my heart for them. But then it makes me want to take a lap around the house of God that I'm not going to hell. Amen. Hallelujah. I thought about my dad's sister died just a few weeks ago. And as far as we know, she died without Christ. Died and went to hell. And I will never, never, never experience one night in the charred walls of the damned. I say hallelujah to God. I'm not going to hell. And I thank God that Jesus came by and he rescued me and he changed my life. Hallelujah. I ought to be in hell. I've done enough since I've been saved to go to hell for. But thank God I'm not going to hell. And I bless his holy name. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank God that I'm not going to hell. Amen. Acts chapter 17, I'll give what God has given me and get out of the way. I do want to say first of all that I thank God for all of the preaching, singing, everything. It's always a joy to be able to be, of course, at my home church as well, but also in this meeting. And I thank God for the man of God. I was me and Dad were talking the other day that the variety of the preaching is just so amazing. And God has given our pastor the wisdom to do that. And I thank God for that. Amen. And appreciate that. I, I thought about one thing that I learned from Brother Joe last night. And, and I got to quit toting my poodle in the subdivision. Amen. All right. And uh, see, all that know me, we have a poodle. Hallelujah. But anyway, and so pray for me. Amen. Acts chapter 17, verse 23. The Bible said, For as I passed by and beheld your devotion, I found an altar with this inscription to the unknown God, whom therefore you ignorantly worship, him declare I unto you. God that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hands, neither is worshiped with men's hands as though he needed anything, seeing he giveth to all life and breath and all things. And hath made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth and hath determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation. What about that? The Lord believed in borders too. Amen. Uh, verse 27, uh, that they should seek the Lord uh, if haply they might feel after him uh, and find him, though he be not very far from one of us. Uh, I'll stop reading there. If the Lord help me, uh, I want to take our attention to the words uh, that Paul said. Uh, when I passed by, uh, I beheld uh, your devotion. When I passed by, I beheld 
withheld your devotion. Now there's three or four things that he said I behold your devotion about. Number one, he said your altar. I think about if I was to pass by your house, Brother Sutherland, and behold your devotion when it comes to the altar, I wonder how much time that I'd see you pray. Amen. I wonder if you pass by my house and behold my devotion. I wonder how much time that you'd see me pray. I say that we're in trouble. I know it's an afternoon service, but I'm telling you, we've got to get back to the altar of spending time with a holy God in the closet if we ever expect to see God do anything in our country again. Amen. I love America. I thank God for America and she's in trouble and we need to get back on the altar. Amen. Amen. The altar deals with three things. It deals with sacrifice. There's going to have to be some sacrifice that we're going to, have to spend time. We're going to have to shut off some things uh, and quit doing some things uh, and get back in the closet. Amen. Amen. Uh, Brother Joe also preached on golfing last night, and I'm glad I don't do it. Amen. Uh, but a lot of folk, uh, uh, the reason I don't do it is because I don't know how to play. I went golfing twice in my life, uh, and I asked the preacher, but Chad, midway through, I said, am I doing all right? He said, well, Brother Barnes, uh, at least you're hitting the ball. Amen. And so uh, I guess I was doing all right. Uh, but anyhow, it deals uh, with sacrifice. It deals with self. Uh, you find that Abraham was a man who built altars in his life and thank God uh, we see what he come the outcome of Abraham's life brother Grant he was a patriarch of the faith he was one who was a friend of God and you look at Lot's life and you don't find any altars in his life and guess what happened to him uh, his wife became a pillar of salt his two daughters uh, became a child with incest uh, and then he uh, moved down to the land of Sodom and Gomorrah I'll tell you young people a lot without an altar will damage your life. You know what the altar do? It'll alter your life. Amen. It's necessary that we have an altar in our life. It deals with self and then it deals with sin. Thank God we have an altar. He said that he is, if we confess our sin, but Christ has said he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin. Amen. I thank God for that. Hallelujah. Not only that we see uh, he said uh, announcement that word inscription means public when it comes to your public in faith uh, thank God do you share uh, your faith in public I thought of this when it comes to your fellowship what people see who you fellowship with uh, probably one of the things of 25 years uh, of being an evangelism that I get a lot of uh, is people brother John that say pray uh, for my children uh, my grandchildren children they got with the wrong crowd you see that's where it starts you say well my friend they don't go to church well that's probably a good chance to not spend a lot of time around them amen because they don't go to church, then they're not going to do church things. They don't like to be around church. And most of the time, when young people get pulled out, it's because they hang around somebody that doesn't go to church. Amen. It deals with the altar. It deals with our announcement. Then the worship here. 
It deals with our affection. Amen. Here's what he said. He said, let me, let me tell you the object of your affection. That God that you ignorantly worship, he said, let me tell you about him. He's the creator of all things. He said he is crowned a, a Lord in heaven in earth. Amen. Heaven and earth. I'm glad, listen, if I really thought that the Democrats really uh, had control of this, uh, this whole world, you know what I'd do? I'd jump off a bridge. Amen. But I'm glad today uh, that God uh, is still in heaven uh, and is sitting on the throne uh, and everything uh, is gonna be all right. Uh, if Trump gets elected in 2020, and I hope he does, uh, but if he doesn't, the Lord uh, is still in heaven uh, and he's on the throne uh, and it's gonna be all right, amen. It's gonna be okay uh, no matter what happens uh, because he is in control, amen. I say, thank God, it's gonna be okay, amen. We have a sovereign God that is crowned in heaven and earth, amen. Hallelujah. He said he dwells not in temples made of hands. He's not worshiped with men's hands. He gives life and breath to all things. Hallelujah. Everything we have, because of him. That's right. Oh, how I'd be such nothing and nobody without him. Amen. It deals with our affection. It deals with our objects of our worship. Then I thought about our opinion of worship of how much time we spend worshiping God. Right. Brother Gravely, we got to come over. The Lord helped us build a home and so grateful for all of that. And he was talking about a book he was reading about a man talking about the Lord's Prayer. He said that, that fellow talked about how he could divide that up when he said that Peter said, could you not watch with me? Jesus told Peter and James, John, can you not watch one hour? But he said, if you divide up the Lord's Prayer, this fellow said that he spent some time on worship. Jesus was even worshiping the Father. If he's our example, you know what? Every day of your life, but Jim, some of your prayer time ought to be just worshiping him. Every morning, and brother, brother Brown, every night, I'll take some of my prayer time and I'll raise my hands and I'll tell him how wonderful he is and how glorious he is and how marvelous he is and I thank him for coming by my way and changing my life and I bless his holy name I say hallelujah he is worthy he is worthy he is worthy young people I'm telling you if it ever gets down inside of you where you want to worship him I'm telling you it'll help you amen he's worthy I said I said he's worthy. He's worthy of our worship. He's worthy of our worship. He's worthy. I say he's worthy. He's worthy. I say he's worthy. He's worthy. I said he's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy of our worship. Amen. Amen. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. He's worthy. The preacher said he hoped 
we all lose our voice, I think that's what's going to happen. Amen. Hallelujah. He said not only the altar, not only the announcement, our affection, but he said we ought to seek the Lord. He talked about our attention. If I passed by your house, what would I see if you passed by my house? What would you see that I give my attention to? The devices, the gadgets that we have, the devil has used them to take our mind off of God. Now don't get upset with me here, but brother Tim Green talked about how that probably people were looking at the news while he was preaching. There was a certain fella that was sitting in front of me that scrolled his phone the whole message, Brother Dorsey. The whole message. That man was preaching. And here's, here's how the devil's using it. They used it first to follow along in the scriptures. I kind of like my Bible. <laughs> See that phone? It's got, it's got fallacies. It's got ability of filth. But there's no fallacy in this. There, there, there's no filth in this. I like the word of God. And I watched what he did. Is he, he read his scripture on the phone. But when the man kept preaching, he didn't get up and look. He just kept a scrolling and flipping and a pushing aside. You know what? The devils use their gadgets to get our mind off of him. I'm telling you, he deserves our attention. He deserves for us to give him all of attention to him. Amen. Amen. You could take that seek the Lord. Look it up there several times in our Bible. Seek the Lord. And then, not only our attention, but our attitude. He said, verse 27, if happily. I wonder how your attitude is today. <laughs> I wonder how my attitude is. I'll tell you two things that'll help you have a good attitude. He said his presence. He said if we feel after him. That word feel, brother, Southern means to touch. You know what? I've been in a bad attitude. And all of a sudden, brother Chris, he shows up. You know what? That presence does. It changes my attitude. Hallelujah. If happily, if happily, that presence makes all of the difference in the world. I'm telling you, some of you need to get on this altar tonight and ask God to help you have a good attitude, get in his presence, and it'll change your attitude, amen. Not only, hallelujah, his presence, but your position, he said he's not far from any one of us, hallelujah. Then I say lastly, when I pass by, what about your devotion when it comes to being alive? Yes. He said, in him, we move, hallelujah. He said, we live, first of all. Then we move, and then we have our being. How excited are you about the things of God? How excited are you? How, are you living? I'm telling you, I don't know about it. 
Hey, I don't know about you other fellas, but a lot of the places I'm going, it don't seem like there's nobody living there. They're as dead as a hammer. And I want to go to church where people want to go and get in and be excited about the things of God. Amen. We need to have life. I'm glad I got life. I used to be a dead man, but thank God 1900 and 72, he made me alive. He come to live inside of me. Amen. Amen. He gave us life. Hallelujah. He said, we move and we have our being because of him. I meant to read it in my introduction. The word devotion, it means something adored, an object of worship, and a state of being dedicated. How dedicated are you? Yes. How dedicated are you? I thought yesterday, boy, a whole lot, dealing with service, and then this morning kicked right back off. You know why? Because sometimes... We have to be reminded. Well, I'll tell you one thing I found out being on the road for 25 years, you can get in a rut if you're not careful. Brother Kidd, many years ago when I traveled with him, he helped me a lot. He taught me some things. One thing he told me, he said, always be careful that you never coast. Always study. Always get in that prayer closet. So you'll be fresh every night. I've tried to do that because I know it isn't about me. And I know that I need him more than anything in this life. And if he don't do it, it's not going to get done. Amen. Oh, God, help us to be devoted as I pass by. Behold your devotion. Thank you, preacher. I'm through. We need to be reminded of that.